0: Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty on Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Licking a Non-Vanilla. I am one of your hosts, my name is Ralph Greco Jr. I live on the east coast of the, U- is it Contiguous, United States? I think so it's called.
2: And on the <laughs> other side, almost all the way on the other side, is... Uh, Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian, from Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, we were just talking about the weather, weren't we, Chris? I know. Fascinating conversation. Here we are. Yeah, I know. know, Two hardcore foreign people, and we're talking about the weather. (laughs) That's what we do, yeah. It's like Chris was
1: saying, you know, because in Jersey, we definitely get the change of season, and Chris is uh, not used to the cold just exactly the way it's been over there. And uh, we were saying he used to live in the Bay Area. And when it gets cold over there, sometimes in June you can he could hit some cold in San Francisco. And Chris was saying, "What were you saying, Chris, about the cold in San Francisco?"
2: Oh, San Francisco is like you know, what, was there a couple of years when it got really, uh, real icy, and people don't aren't used to it. So you know they freak out when things like pipes burst or you know ice blocks things. It's just like you know, mm-hmm. from other other people they're used to it. It's like, eh, no problem, you know. But if you're in the Bay Area, it's just like, oh my God, this is freaking me out. And Chris was <laughs> saying something too, Chris. What about the the Victorians with the plumbing that was interesting point. I I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that because, I, you know, I never thought about it, but Victorian buildings in San Francisco, in fact, a lot of places in the West Coast, their plumbing's on the outside. And, you know, that's something you just take for granted. You're just used to it. But the reason why is, of course, it never gets cold enough for the freezing. Right, right, right. (laughs) And then, of course, what happens is, like, you know, when you have, like, you know, pipes that are bursting, people are, in, freaking out. But, you know, like here yeah, in yeah. Eugene, it, it does get cold and it does get rainy. Um, it doesn't get right. horribly, you know, snowy. But um, mm-hmm. our friend Jean Marie talks about snowpocalypse that happened a couple of, you know, before I came up here where, you know, right. for them it was horrible because, you know, they got enough snow to block the streets and they only have like one and a half snow plows. <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. It's fun. and thanks for mentioning Jean Marie because it may, reminds me of something I could do a, a plug here. Jean Marie and uh, Word Woo's our buddy Jim over at Word Woo's mm-hmm. just put out a book of mine. Oh, cool! Called Naughty Shorts, which is a uh, uh, thirty-four real, real short erotic stories, and then uh, I'm just happy to have something out with Jean Marie again because I'm I'm very happy when you know I could work with Jean Marie in any kind of level because she's. She's the uh, she's the primary publisher of our of our stuff, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we're very happy that she is that way and and has been keep doing it what she's doing, and uh, Chris and I go way back. Chris goes even back further with her than I do. Oh, that's wonderful. It's out,
2: Ruffy. That's congratulations. Y'all be yeah. sure and, you yeah. know promote it like crazy. Let me know what I can do to help because that's... It's out. That's it's cool. out, and yeah, and uh, you could... I think... I probably blogged about it on the blog. You know, that's another thing, too. I've been doing...
1: trying to keep up with the blog with the Licking Non-Vanilla blog, so if you listen to Licking Non-Vanilla, which is what the, this program is, check out the blog and check out our tweets and twats because they lead back to the blog, and, and I've been doing a lot of things with, uh, you know... um, with with keeping up with press releases from a lot of the uh, the agents that I'm getting them from, so getting a lot of the news there now too, which is something I think is really important, you know. Um, so I'm, just gonna, I'm checking a text here at uh, the moment. Uh, so, but I and, and right now too, Chris and I are waiting on somebody, um, a guest to call in. We're hoping she calls in, but you know how these things happen. Things come up. In the modern world, right? You never know, and who knows what. So we're hoping to get her on today. She's a mistress from the West Coast. And I found her through a company, and I'm going to give them a little shout-out, Chris, if I may. Sure. Online, uh, called Century Cycle Femdom. Hmm. It looks like a grouping of uh, femdom ladies which is pretty interesting, I think. Um, and we're waiting. That's a, She's a mistress, and we're waiting for her to get her on. But if we don't, we, we will keep going. So, Chris, did you hear, and I don't know if, how big, because you and I have talked about this before. You're not you're a music fan, but you're not like a, like a guy, you know, like a, like a music fan like I am, because I'm a musician. You're not. But did you hear that Jeff Beck died? No, I didn't Torched. hear that. Yeah. I, mean, I was just talking to our producer about this. Jeff Beck is one of the seminal english electric guitarists you know with jimmy page eric Clapton, you know there is and we you know in the know i think you know all the all those guys are great all these great but jeff beck is like one of these players that's just on a whole different level and jeff beck died on the 10th i think
2: and so it's a pretty big loss but as we get the age we are chris we're losing people now, that's surprising i mean it's like i didn't know he was you know, either yeah. that old or something had happened to him that's upsetting i mean yeah. yeah. even, even though i'm not great about music i do know who jeff beck is so it's kind yeah, of like oh know. that's a bummer yeah yeah and like the people are dropping like flies chris all these people we
1: love are just you know it's like it's what happens when you get our age they, they our contemporaries are the people that we grew up loving and and they're they're starting to go you know they're getting older mm-hmm. you know Although guys like Keith Richards probably will never die, he's gonna allow this to you
2: know, but but he's immortal. That's all there is to it. I mean, that yeah. when, he, when you sign a deal with the devil, you gotta make sure you use his agent because otherwise, that's true. I, Can get but, cr- You know, yeah, yeah. General, I think it was Anthony Bourdain who said, "It's like he's on the he's on the you know the Keith Richards diet or something like this." It's like he's never gonna die. <laughs> um, you know, same kind of thing. It's like you know, when, when actually when when Keith Richards dies, the world ends. That's all there is to it. It's yeah, like, I, well, that just of the apocalypse. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. He's keeping um, everything going. <laughs>
1: And in the last week um, was AVN, which is mm-hmm. the big, you know, the big porn convention. And also Expos has their, Expos had their thing at the beginning of January in L.A. They have a, a, a kind of an award ceremony cool. and convention. And then AVN has the one in, in Las Vegas that Chris and I keep Getting, we get press passes for, and we keep saying we're going to go, and we haven't gone yet. Um, and what's fun about AVN especially is that they have a really big fan convention, kind of like Exotica. Um, beforehand, and they have, and then I think the electronics convention is around the same time. So there's a lot of like it's very busy for that week. A lot of stuff going on, and um, so the fans get to meet the porn stars, and the porn stars go to AVN, and then they do a whole bunch of you know they they give their awards, and that's again something that I've been I've been putting a lot on our on our blog, updating on who wins who wins what, um, and there's been a lot of those awards. Which, so that was that was pretty re- relatively recent. Um, in the in the in adult entertainment world, and then like Chris and I know this time of year it's just kind of right, Chris. When you yep. say like as far as writing jobs and things that we're seeing
2: in, in the in the adult world, it's kind of quiet, right? Oh, it's very frustrating. I mean, it's like everyone expects the holidays to be everything dies, mm. but then you know. You think, oh, it's the week after New Year's. Things should be getting back up to speed. Yeah. And they're yeah. not. It's just like, come on. I mean, what's no, your
1: excuse? and <laughs> I talk about this a lot. If you happen to be a writer, uh, especially a a writer of salacious material, as mm-hmm. we are, man, it's just, woof. I mean, nobody's making a move to do anything, really. There are these, I mean, everybody's r- ramping up to AVN. And then when it's over, it's just very quiet, you know. Um, so it, that's where we're at now. We're in this kind of weird Post holiday time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it's just very quiet. And so we just we just you know keep our heads down, doing the doing the podcast when we can. And and you can find a podcast, Chris. I was looking today. Um, our producer has it spread a whole bunch of places. We're on Apple, cool. we're on Google, we're on uh, Google, we're on uh, YouTube because you know now you have video with this too. And we're on uh, Skyhawk Radio, which we got to get going with that a little bit. There's something a little stuff there. Um, red Circle. Uh, I mean, just I, I can't even. If you just look up "Looking on Vanilla Podcast," you're going to find all the places. And uh, that's due to our our producers' uh, tenacity, as I say, <laughs> and putting their stuff up. And uh, so we want we want that to be the case because we want people to find us all over. Because. There's a lot of podcasts you could choose from, we're hoping you're
2: choosing us, uh, amongst everybody else, right? I um, I really appreciate um, that. I mean, that's wonderful we're getting all over the place. That's fantastic. I mean, I definitely have to say I've been, like, you know, a little lax about, you know, getting the word out. But I think it's fascinating mm -hmm. and wonderful. So my big applause, too. Yeah, we, we, we just have to, you know, we just you keep, and you know, when you do these kind of things, unless you got
1: feedback, and we don't particularly get feedback, and I don't know how many people do, you don't know who you're reaching, who you're, who's hearing. I mean, occasionally, mm-hmm. we will check the metrics or whatever and see where we're being heard and where we're spiking, and it seems to be that, like any other podcast, we can be heard around the world, mm-hmm. which is fun nowadays to have that kind of reach, right, because you and I don't particularly have that reach all the time. Um, I'm seeing if I got something. Hold on, everybody. I'm just checking. I hate to do this to you, but I'm checking. <laughs> Looks like we got some sort of... Boy. Okay, so we may be having her. She said she got it. Thanks. We may be getting her any minute here. So cool. if we do, we'll get, about, we'll get a little... Well, we've done a lot of the show so far. So we'll do like 20 minutes with her, Mark. Sure. And Chris, and then uh, you know that's what we'll give her. So, um, so we got to see. Um, are we meeting the time? My time right now? Yes. Uh, she probably was a little
2: confused. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Hope so, but if not, we can always have fun. And that's the one thing about okay. this: is no matter what we do, it's always a blast. Yeah, we could always reach. And I hate
1: doing this to everybody if you're watching us because this is boring as shit. Watching me uh, text. Uh, yeah, although that's what everybody does, right? I don't know, yes, when now, you do it roughly, it's always sexy. So there, um, well, I'm, you know, he's right. Because I, you know, I do it with no pants on. You know, it's or, like, well,
2: maybe it's the thumb action, maybe it's the expressions you make, but I always find it always <laughs> wonderful. So, yeah, no, no worries there. You can you can text as goes. long as you want. Just don't don't pay pay no attention to me. I'll just sit here and admire. (laughs) And Chris will show you his rockets. Exactly. Uh, I got the lube right here. I'm all set. So go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. uh (laughs) And, you know,
1: and as we say all the time, lube is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, Even when you think you have enough lube.
2: More, more than less.
1: (laughs) Right. Even when you
2: think you had enough, you, you probably should re-lube, right? God, I've been doing so many anal sex articles. It's driving me crazy. But that's becoming like <laughs> my, my mantra. It's like always more lube than that. It's 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 weird. It's just like you know. It's like even though things have been slow, it's every once in a while I just sort of wake up and realize it's like how many times can I write about one thing? It's just like and people are going, oh, it must be fun. It's like, well, yeah. You try writing about anal sex first twelve thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but, yeah, it's funny. Chris
1: says that because sometimes we review a product, so at least there's a new spin. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the product is, you can even if it's the same as a, you've done. 800 vibrators before at least it may be a new spin to it Mm -hmm. but when it's on the same kind of sexual um subject anal Mm -hmm. sex spanking you know whatever that fisting chastity, all that stuff is interesting and wild and it has a lot of different you know avenues to go but basically it whittles down there's a lot of basics in that stuff Right there's a lot of basics with say anal Mm -hmm. sex. Like Chris said, the you know one of them being go slow, lube, uh, you know, experiment, you know, communication, and communication should be number one on all those things. But anyway, um, but yeah, after a while, especially if you're like Chris has just said, if you had like say you had like write five articles on anal sex recently, Mm -hmm. it's just like what what am I going to say different here? Especially Mm -hmm. if you're writing it for the same website, which we've Mm -hmm. done too right?
2: They're like, well, oh, just cool give, us, give us another one, and, you know, and you're like, man, that's a I don't know. <laughs> oh, Especially since some of them can be really precise about what they want. Yeah. So yeah. you can't improvise. You, I mean, you can't do like really kind of go off the wall kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they might have like, oh, it has to have, you know, like uh, one of the ones I doing, I shouldn't complain because these guys are always still fantastic. And like, you know, everyone we write for is always great, but they use an SEO program. So it's kind of like playing mm-hmm. a, a, a video game or something like that, where you have like, I have to cram this number of words and these phrases into the article or it doesn't work. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. you have to be kind of a little creative with it, but it definitely gets a little weird sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's hard. It, 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 but, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, you know, we we know the subject. We know the products. Or if we had never met the product before, we get the product and we, we have to do what we have to do. But yeah, that's the job. The job is, and like Chris mm-hmm. said, everybody thinks, oh, this is the greatest job in the world. It is a wonderful job, but it's work. It's like anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. It takes, it takes, you know. Now, I just heard from her. She, we got five, uh, before minutes, she's coming on. In the meantime, let me tell everyone, you're looking listening to Licking Non Vanilla. And uh, with me, one of your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr., and then M. Christian's over there. Yep. If you're looking, I don't know how, which way you're looking, but if, whatever way you're looking, he's over there. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, and then we're w- we're waiting now for Mistress Lark, who's going to come on, and she claims to be the meanest in town. So we're going to find out what makes her so mean. Um, and we'll get a little intro I think she's got a she's got she's got she says she's working on a memoir too, which could be very interesting. Oh,
2: that's interesting.
1: Um, yeah. So we're hoping to get. We're going to see her when she. You know, it's funny. She's in uh, L.A. or the West Coast, and there's always that time thing. So you. You say it's one time and maybe somebody don't know what time. So there's always that kind of a weird thing. Um, so we're, we're, you know, but we're pretty, we're pretty open-minded and, uh, and accommodating when we can be, because we, we really appreciate people taking the time to come on the program because, um, everybody's got
2: to be somewhere and doing a lot of, there's a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's talk- what I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I was curious about like, you know, if we get on I mean the fantastic, but I'm always curious about how the um the pro scene in one city is different from the pro scene in another mm. city. You That's know, a good and point. see what you That's know, you point. know, kind of like what yeah. the flavors are like and what the customers are like and so forth.
1: Because mm-hmm. 'Cause we've we've spoken to ladies from the East Coast. And I think we spoke to Yeah, definitely Doms from the East Coast. And you and I have both spoken to Doms from other countries. Mm-hmm. I I interviewed a Dom recently on for Kink Queens, and I think for Dark Side Magazine, who was in France. Mm. She wrote a book. And she her book is about interviewing all these other Doms. So she was cool. from France. So it's interesting. So like you said, like I, I'm always interested in how other cities, we've had this discussion every millions of times, how other cities um, uh, kind of do their kink, you know? Um, so, so I know I'm just part of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's a totally different kind of thing. I mean, even here, like, if you go to Nevada, parts of Nevada, prostitution's legal, you know, and then other parts of this country, most other parts of this country ain't the way it is, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, houses of domination are, are just as hidden, more or less, as anything else in, the, in, this, in this, you know, although I don't know, if, I wouldn't think that's illegal, right, because there's no, there's no... There's no exchange of fluids and or sex happening in the oh, house yeah. of domination. Yeah,
2: you're completely okay. correct. I mean it's like as long as there's no actual sex, you're fine. But then there's always the question of whether or not the city or the powers that be are okay with it, because yeah. even though you're not technically breaking the law, they can still make your life miserable, um, right. you know, but and I know there certain places where it's just sort of like, it's it's, it's considered like, they're not going to do anything about it, because it's, you know, yeah, non-issue. Yeah. Other places, like right. you have to be extra careful about it, be, you know, be a little bit more cautious about, you know, who you let's know about it, so it has to be kind of an underground thing. Yeah, I mean, like in San Francisco, with the, with the armory, with kink on the armory mm-hmm. there, it's a huge
1: space. There's no way that nobody didn't know about that existing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was well known that it existed, and uh, it was it was a place. It was a studio where they they shot a lot of domination films um, and all of that ilk. But I don't know. Pe- well, there was penetration. I mean, there was you know some of those movies. So I'm, I'm wondering how they got away with that. I just, I guess the city just said, "This is what goes on here," and they're taking over a huge piece of real estate. We're not going to mess with them. I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. And he
2: was well-known in that city, right? The guy who ran Kink, or still runs Kink? I think so, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but yeah, San Francisco always is kind of a little mixed mixed messages when it comes to like yeah. that, because some things they'll go after and make your life miserable, other times they'll just, like, tumultingly ignore it, and, yeah, you yeah. know, and like you said, they also invested a huge amount of money, so they're not going to crack down on them, but I, I understood, and this remember, we've had to talk about this before, it's like, they did finally have to leave, though, because uh, it depends on who you talk to, because one 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 thing I've heard is that they couldn't afford the building anymore. The other it's thing a I big, heard it was is a big a, building. Yeah. it was huge. Um, yeah, yeah. But another thing uh, someone heard recently, at least I heard, I think, was that the um, the problem was that the uh, they passed out an ordinance, either in San Francisco or California, that sex workers, or not sex workers, but uh, porn actors had to wear condoms, and that was yeah, sort of okay. like, you know, a possibility of why they sort of asked them to, like, hit the road. Um, but, yeah. again, that's even sort of like, I'm not too sure if that's true or not, though it may have been a factor. Who knows? I don't know. I
1: mean, Chris and I had been, both been there. I don't know if you had ever been there before I had been there. Would you have been there before?
2: Me? The, 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 before? the armory? No, the first time I was there was when we actually did it. Oh, we, we went okay. Yeah, but it was a—it's a, it's a well, it's an armory, like Chris said. It's a—it's an
1: ex-military um, armory, and it's—it's it's mm-hmm. huge. It's a city city blocks big. You know, when you pulled into that place and you, you pulled into the into the uh, the parking area was—you know—the parking area for, was for tanks. I mean, it was just huge. <laughs> and then the building itself was just—I mean, it was just a massive, massive place. And I could see how they couldn't afford that anymore because oof oof um i mean there's
2: probably all kinds of reasons why i mean it's like everything from this the property taxes to you know maintenance to who knows what because like you said it's a huge building i mean Mm. it's like i mean when i first heard about it my first reaction was kind of like you know wow it's like how are you going to like you know be able to afford not as afford it but it's a huge thing i mean you have it it could literally hold like dozens and dozens and dozens of um you know film productions I think oh there she is. Hello, Hello. lady, how
1: are you? Hello.
0: Hey there. I apologize for that. Oh, I'm well. Don't
2: worry. We
1: have been we've been rolling the show for a little bit and just just BS until you came on. So don't worry about it. Um I'm Ralph. There's there's Chris, that's my other co-host, and the the guy you see just sitting there Markets, that's our uh, that's our producer. Um thank you thank awesome. you very much for being here. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, Both Chris, Mark, and I want to know, what does make you the meanest around?
0: (laughs) Um, Well, I'm cutthroat. Uh, I don't take no for an answer. I'm ambitious. All of it. Everything.
1: And as far as the services you uh, most enjoy, what do you most enjoy in your domination? What would you say is the top, top? I see. I see a lot of leash leading in your stuff, but uh, what would you say is your top stuff you like to do?
0: Um, I'm very into gender bending of all sorts, into pegging, anal gaping, um, the public leashing, things like that. Mm-hmm.
1: And you're you're at so you're based in the on the West Coast, right?
0: Yes, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay,
1: and that's interesting, because Chris and I were just talking about this. Chris used to live in um, San Francisco, in the Bay Mm -hmm. Area. I live in New Jersey. So, is there something that you think is particular to the L.A. scene when it comes to what you do?
0: Um... Do you mean like us, uh, the most popular king? Yeah, and, like, as, is
1: there something indicative to L.A. that you said? Well, I don't find this anywhere else, or something more popular in L.A. than is, or less popular? Like, does L.A. have its own? And I'm sure it does have its own flavor. New York has its flavor. Berlin has a flavor. London does. But wh- what do you? What do you? What's the feeling in L.A. as far as in the, in the business of domination? What do you find that you're that happens a lot, or that you're being asked for services? You're being asked for.
0: Well, I think L.A. is a very sensual place. I find that people in L.A. as opposed to maybe the East Coast um, have a little bit more of a relaxed approach that's kind of (laughs) looking looking for a more sensual uh, experience. Mm -hmm. So I find that people out here are usually into just trying things for the first time, trying feet, foot worship, um, you know, sissy play and things um, there's a lot of people that just come to try something for the first time.
1: Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah We, we I was assuming like Chris said, right? We figured there had to be differences between the cities, right? Just just a flavor of a city, right?
0: Yeah, I think I think that on the East Coast there are people that are very um, Dedicated and committed to the kink lifestyle. I think in LA. There's a lot of people um you know, in the adult entertainment world and interested in all of that, but maybe haven't tried um, being submissive and um, are trying it for the first time. Oh, that
1: makes sense. Okay.
0: We also have a lot of young people becoming more interested now, I've noticed. Out there. So would you
1: say more more young people to be subs or more y- young people interested in being doms or both?
0: Um, well, definitely both, but I—I I was uh, mentioning the subs right. specifically. Okay. I've noticed uh, a lot more kind of college age people oh, experimenting okay. with kind of kinkering.
1: so. Is there, is there? I mean, okay. So we talked about the things that you do and the things you like to do, but is there something you, you, that's a hard no for you?
0: Um, I don't offer full toilet.
1: Okay. Okay. Good to know, right, Chris? So we're not going to go to Mr. Clark. You're looking for that, Chris? Don't not go to Mr. Slark. Okay? Um, so you, when, it, when we when we set up the interview, you and I went back and forth in text a little bit, and uh, we always and I, this is great because I didn't get a chance to ask you what they asked you what not to ask you, and every, everybody wants to hit some to certain things. And I was very interested when you told me you started domination at 18, right? Yes. Okay.
0: I started uh, professionally at 18. Okay. I got into domination in high school.
1: Okay, now that's interesting. I, I would say pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> so you began sex work at the age of 16. You told me, right? Was that? Can we say that? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how did how did this all happen? I mean, did it, 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 you find your own personal life? You know, you, you're you're gravitating towards more uh, wanting wanting to Dom in your, in your sex life. But I mean, how did, how did how did this progression happen? If you, if, you know, as best you can tell us.
0: Well, um, in high school, uh, in the 10th grade, I went to a boarding school to study creative writing and film. Okay. Um, I was very into, um, writing poetry at the time. Um, now I pretty much write everything. Um, while I was there, uh, you know, it was, there was rules and it was interesting because it was kind of, you know The first time in people's lives that they had been free, but we were also under the rules of a yeah, mm-hmm. So I there was a constant thought of okay. how can I bend these rules or how can I still have fun? I got
1: you. Okay. Um,
0: and I fell into uh kink just um a friend of mine uh asked what is your favorite porn film and we sort of laughed because we thought we had a favorite genre, but not a favorite video specifically. We said, well, what is your favorite video? And, um, she showed, it was a video of a teacher spanking the school. And after that, you know, she just said she really wanted to try that. And, um, It was myself and a friend of ours who was gay, and there was no sex involved. It was all um, impact play, rope, uh, candle wax, things like Mm -hmm. that. And so that um, was very fun. That's how I got into it. And um, then uh, I've always just been a kind of very open person. Uh, I believe that people should take charge of their autonomy. Mm -hmm. I've always been, you know, kind of on the side of sex workers. Mm -hmm. uh, I into it, sort of just doing uh, here and there, like online things at a younger age, I think, than most. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I was 17, um, I was in some unfortunate circumstances. um, And so I was sort of uh, in pseudo-trafficking scenarios twice okay. um, at 17. And so that uh, is kind of where my heart and passion lies in you know helping sex workers, um, especially street-based sex workers, find safety. Um, so yeah, so then um, one of the things that I did was I started at um, this place that was uh, sort of like fronting as a dungeon but was kind of a brothel slash punching uh, scenario and I started to work there Um, I had already known what domination was but at the time I was actually homeless and I just needed a place to stay so this was going to give this was going to give me a place to stay as well Um, when I started working there um, after um, about half a year I started to recognize that there were some things uh, that didn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. Pretty much every other girl that was there had um, had signed up to be a personal assistant or a housekeeper or some like actual, um, you know, like office sort Mm -hmm. of job and got there then was sort of coerced into doing it. So over Mm -hmm. time, they were Mm -hmm. trying to get me to push boundaries that I wasn't comfortable pushing, realized that um, something bad was going to happen. Uh um, I left a couple weeks after I left, they were raided and you uh,
1: closed down. Yeah. Oh, they. Yeah. The, the writing's on the wall. You know, you, you feel, you feel a, a, a vibe for want of a better word and you know something's going to happen. You know, the, I think we probably, well, I don't know. I don't, it's not going to be true for Chris and I. I mean, we write in the field. We don't work in the field as you do. We write in the field and but there have been situations that we have both been in either we're teaching at a convention or we're at a convention or at a dungeon that one doesn't feel as safe or as good as another and you can't sometimes you can't even you can't even articulate what the feeling is you just feel like you're saying the house doesn't feel right the way the people act the way the dm is so there's a million reasons why that could be and we always tell people and i'm sure you say this too you know safety is a is a is a major issue and uh and be know who you're playing with and be as safe as possible and you know and whatever i mean it's a million facets to this but i like what you're saying i think this is very important because you were right in in the thick of it and you saw like wow this something's going down here yeah
0: yes and in in the you know situation that i fell into right before that um i was approached by a woman and i went to this was one of my first sex work experiences i went to meet a woman and when i got there it was actually that it was the woman there um being submissive to this guy uh it was very predatory so i definitely feel like you know there's safety precautions that new sex workers can take and there's nowhere for them to go to find out mm-hmm. about that and so unfortunately many of us learn a very hard yeah,
1: no kidding. yeah i i think that you know we, we've had this discussion this debate and this, we we say this all the time. It, it, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be better ways for people that work in for sex workers to be to be taken care of in a million senses. You know, health wise and safety and all those things. And and it just, but that's the the nature of this country. We we want to keep that stuff. You know, we have that Puritan e- ethic that goes through everything, and we're mm-hmm. so sort of, we don't want to discuss this stuff, and and people get hurt and just it's it's it it puts a bad it just puts a bad feeling on the whole thing when it can be just empowering people can go find what they need and and feel good about themselves like you're saying you know and just it's just too bad but but it's good that you know people like you have unfortunately been through what you've been through but you learned and you're doing your best to to go forward to make it make a positive advance you know
0: absolutely and there's that's why i like to acknowledge that there's nuance to everything and i think you know um Sex work can also be the most empowering thing, and I found it mm-hmm. to be the most empowering thing. And I'd like for people to be able to find that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing we were talking, we, you, you texted me about, and I want to do. I want to talk about it, because it seems to be you have a lot to say, and I, and I, evidently, very intelligent lady. Um, but I, I know you specifically have a lot to say because you are you are penning a memoir at the moment, right? I mean, where where are we at with that, and and is that going to take us through your whole your whole journey?
0: Um, definitely the whole BDSM journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a period of about roughly five to six mm-hmm. years. Um, there is a bit uh, taken from past before those five to okay. six right. years, but um, you know, mostly it's it's about nuance uh, i think at the end of this i want people to see that things are bittersweet often mm-hmm. um, there is not necessarily a good or a bad mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times when we go through traumas or we're healing from things it, it feels good to be able to say well that was a bad person mm-hmm. you know and that's bad no. um but uh, unfortunately or fortunately i've been able to see uh people in all different uh, elements of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely see how you know we have a cycle being perpetuated where there's people that are very hurt in their traumas and are now you know causing more. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen these things be healed through kink. Um So the story is really interesting because I go from um, being in a boarding school. To then I'm on my own at 17. I then end up in a group home. Then I'm in the dominatrix dungeon. Um, I've you know, had experiences living with tons of different people. Um, I have worked with clientele that other people wouldn't work mm-hmm. with. I've worked with um, sex offenders, people like that, um, to heal through kink. Um, I recently was married and then divorced. To a submissive. So I have a lot of different elements right.
1: to this story. it sounds, that sounds awesome. fascinating. I mean, I think, I, I think the, and you know, you keep saying this one word, and I totally agree. This word, nuance, and that's true because we, we being a, you know, human beings, we have such complexity. And mm-hmm. such nuance and nothing is black and white, you know. And you can't just say, "Well, this lady does this kind of work, so therefore, it doesn't." You can't make those conclusions, you know. And um, and that's healthy to, to not make those conclusions, you know. But unfortunately, we do, right? I mean, that's what we do. Um, but uh, it's empowering to, to to have that kind of outlook and to keep doing what you're doing, because what you do is, in the end, people come to you for a specific reason, and again those reasons could be multitudinous so any number of why they come to you for what they come to you for um so during the when you're not when you're not working as a, um as a dom what's your what's what's a daily day a day like are you're going down to get coffee or are you going to the gym and what's just a flippy fun day for you that, when you're not working well
0: uh usually most days I wake up my Slave that comes every day, he comes and does domestic chores. So he'll come and bring my coffee, clean the house, things like that. Um, I don't drive, so I have people that drive me places. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the time, I work from home, so I'm usually a homebody. Mm -hmm. But I go out, I enjoy eating out. Um, Sometimes I go to bars, Mm -hmm. things like that. I try to attend as many kinky events as possible. So I do.
1: Most of those. Cool, cool. Well, uh, yeah, Chris lived in LA for a while too, right? Didn't you, Chris?
2: Oh yeah, yep. I was born in uh, Whittier and then lived there till I was like thirteen or fourteen. But I've been back and forth all the time. It's a very different feeling city than a lot of other places. I mean, there's there's a distinct style and, like I said, for lack of a better word, again, you know, flavor to it. I mean, I, I do want to go back one of these days, but um, yeah, I do think exactly. it's quite fascinating.
1: I, yeah, I'm an East Coast guy, East Coast guy, but I, I like L.A. I'm not one of those haters, you know. And I do, and I found that I really did like. I mean, and I'm a we're you know Chris and I are older than you, much older than you, so we go way back with TV and movies and you know all that stuff is a great buzz. But I I I definitely dig L.A. and I, and I think that you know and you got you have the weather there. I got to give you that. We don't, you know it's brutal here. Let me tell you. You know you definitely have the weather. Um, so all right so one one last question I have for you this is just like a kind of a, a housekeeping business question but and let me let look, make sure I get this right, right just, uh, okay so century cycle femdom is kind of where I found you what and I'm been trying to decipher who they are and what they do what what is century cycle femdom uh this is a
0: twitter user that uh promotes the uh northeast region yeah. of dom okay uh with exceptions which I guess I'm one of the exceptions. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> right. but he's mostly, uh mostly focused on body bag domination. Okay. okay. So I because I got really into the body bag domination and we started chatting. He was telling me about the best sites. Gotcha. So that's how yeah,
1: I, I didn't it. know who they were. Okay. All right. Um we're gonna to have to wrap it up because we've been running and running and running. You're so interesting. We're gonna have you back because you're very Absolutely. interesting. I like to talk to, you, look talk to you a long time about a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but we we love Thank we you. love that you called in. Okay, so w- real fast, where can people find you? I want to hear out of your. I'm gonna put it up on the blog and pictures and all that kind of stuff. But where can people find you?
0: So servemistresslark.com. dot com. That's my website, okay. and it will always link back to everything. Okay. Um, and then Mistress
1: Lark LAX on Twitter. Cool. Okay. So that's where you heard it, kids. Uh we thank you, sweet lady, very much. It's it's much. been a pleasure. And uh we're gonna well I'll send you all the stuff we need to send you. The only other thing we ask is um, just stay for a second when we log off because we, we have a little we have some recording business. So stay where you are. <laughs> I'm gonna log off. Uh this has been Linky Not Vanilla. Uh I'm Ralph Greco, and over there is who's that? Chris, otherwise known M- as M. Christian. Thanks, everybody. We're gonna we're run we're running quick with our little droogs. We'll see you soon.
2: (laughs) Take care. Off, Marky.
0: And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.